Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Airbnb wants to give you $100,000. They've announced a contest where they'll give 100 people $100,000 each to come up with a design for a creative, quirky, and jaw-dropping offbeat home for people to stay in. Wow. Now, you got to submit your idea for a unique home, and their judges will pick 100 winners, each getting up the 100 grand. Uh, the, the only deal is, of course, you have to own the property. You know, you can't, can't just... <laughs> you just do it with your own house? Yeah, I guess you could. I guess you could. And you only have to keep the uh, property for a year. So you can... Like keep it on Airbnb for yeah, a year. Yeah, yeah. And they'll promote the property and all that type of stuff. So if you've got a place that you're renting out, reach out to your uh, Airbnb, whoever it is you deal with, and say, how do I get in on this contest? And see if you can throw a hundred grand into your place. Wow! Sometimes you see some of these these homes and so exclusive. And so I, I don't get many of the Airbnb ads, but I get a lot of them for Verbo, which I think is more of the states. Mm-hmm. And you just see these like beachfront mansions, yeah, that look incredible. And they all have like tennis courts, basketball courts, like some of them indoor outdoor pools. And mm-hmm. like you think, wow! Like how do you have this? And not be living in it. Right. right. Like, <laughs> whose is this? This is what you have just to rent out? Well, you know, I saw a cottage for sale in Muskoka. And it was like something stupid, like $12 million or something. Mm-hmm. Just like seven bedroom, three bathroom. You know, uh, the the dock and the, the house for the boat looks nicer than most people's homes. Right. They've got an apartment, uh, a guest quarters over the, uh, over the house uh, boat thingy. And and I just thought to myself, again, who owns this? Who's got this kind of money? And then the realtor who was listing it made the comment, great for overseas investment. Right. So it's either it's either companies who will come in and buy it and their executives will stay at it. Gotcha. Or it becomes a retreat for their company and a bonus for their customers. Or you get Asian money coming in and buying it up. Whatever the case is, a lot of those homes, I think, are exactly that they're they're corporate owned mm. you know and yeah because you look at me go my god how beautiful is that why isn't somebody just living there yeah but it's it's empty you watch any documentary about wealthy you'll see like palm springs and just the endless row of mansions on the beach yeah you're like why and how are so many people successful <laughs> and i sit just what a piece am i smaller <laughs> Like, here's a great example. So a guy, uh, this guy, uh, Scuba Dave, he's a great guy, and, and he's been to my house a couple of times to fix leaks in my pool. Gotcha. So he, he shows up, and this guy, what a life. Really a great dude, but he was a fireman for like 30 years, retired, was always into scuba diving and boats, right? raised around all of that, so really in his DNA. And now he's got like a catamaran or he had a catamaran. My eyes started rolling in the back of my head as he was telling me these stories because right. I just couldn't take it. I was raging with jealousy. <laughs> so he he spends like his winters. He keeps the boat down somewhere like in Florida. And then he just hops on it and he just catamarans around all the islands. St. Martin, St. Kitts. What? Just, just yeah, spends his whole winters. This is how he lives his life. So when he got down into my pool, I just wanted to choke out his air tube. <laughs> you want water? You're going to drown in it. Oh, yeah. And they, listen, I applaud anybody who's, you know, 
This is his own business that he started outside of being a a, a fireman. I even sat, because I know what I paid. And we were talking about the numbers of pools he works on. And it's a a hefty amount of pools every summer. I started doing the numbers on that. Like over and above his police pension or his fireman pension. Right. I mean, he could still be a firefighter and do that. He's got, you know... 22 days a month <laughs> yeah. where he's not working. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, where, you know, where do you live? He goes, oh, I'm out in Burlington down by the lake. I said, oh. of course you are. <laughs> I'm at a little corner townhouse, probably. <laughs> oh. and, and I fully admit my jealousy. Oh, yeah. But I also know who I am and, and why I'm at where I'm at. Because I have no push, no drive, no ambition. Because if someone asks you to come to Burlington to yeah. jump into a pool, <laughs> no. even if they were paying you for it, I your answer know. would be no. I got to work extra. <laughs> oh, and listen, again, this is his lifeline. Maybe he, you know, maybe his father was into boating and he learned it. I blame my dad. <laughs> I'm a man. He comes from a long line of absolute misery. No effort, no drive, nothing. Right. So it's not my fault that I'm this way. Got to blame somebody. Yesterday, I was um, digging through my uh, my bedroom end table. Uh, three drawers. I'm digging through, looking for some paperwork as I plan to take you to court. And, um, <laughs> just trying to get my final evidence together. Sure. Uh, anyhow, so I'm digging through for some some old paperwork, and um, I stumble upon these uh, old um, wrappers. Uh, <laughs> no, they're still fully encased. I'm hoping one day. Never used. Hoping one day. I'm gonna hand them down to my son. That's all they're getting in the will. <laughs> It's the economy pack, son. Right. No, I uh, I found these old, you know, when your kids were really young and in school and they'd do little things, drawings for oh, you for yeah. Father's Day and Mother's Day and, and all this type of stuff. And I had found this envelope with a, a few of them in there. And uh, David, I think this one was from David. It had been a, a Father's Day little card he had done in school. And he might have been, it looks like maybe grade one or grade 12. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I can't tell. Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. But what they did was they had put all the letters of father down one side, and then you had to put in a word beside the F, the A. Oh, Lord. You know. Now, his handwriting's really rough, but I'm pretty sure beside the F, it said fail. (laughs) 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 And then it's a good start. Yeah, it was a good start. (laughs) And then then there was other things, you know, what's your dad's favorite thing to do, and this and that. And sleeping was was the answer. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But anyhow, there was some nice stuff, too. But I thought the fail. Was pretty accurate. <laughs> Napster once sued the offspring, demanding they stop selling merchandise which featured the Napster logo without permission. <laughs> That's calling the kettle black. That's ballsy. Yeah, it really is. I didn't know this. It's not good. The VI in Vicodin comes from the Roman numeral for six because Vicodin is six times stronger than codeine. Oh, so the codeine is probably, is, it's like Vicodine. Is yeah. What it is. All right. Yeah. Most of the indoor scenes in Game of Thrones were filmed in a studio in Northern Ireland that used to be a factory where the Titanic was made. Oh, okay. Now, speaking of Titanic, James Cameron, he directed that, right? Yes. Yes, he did. He worked as a truck driver. After he dropped out of college in 1974, but he was inspired to quit driving truck and take a shot at the film industry after he saw Star Wars in 1977. Well, pretty good move. Pretty ballsy, too. I could do better. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he used, I think, some models in Titanic too, in order Probably, to yeah. do that. I know they built like a smaller version of the ship that they they used for some shots. Don't ruin it for me. I haven't seen it yet. Right? Yeah. Uh, I won't let you know how it ends. Don't spoil it. Um, although some people who saw Avatar might think he would be better off driving truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the new one's coming out. Does anybody care about another Avatar? And it's kind of like when Ghostbusters, you know, it, it was so long ago, and I'm just like, really, have we... Well, look, it worked for well, Top Gun. I was going to say, about to say Top Gun did, yeah. did all right. Yeah, right. And is doing okay. What do I know? Uh, cyber stalking is now more common than regular in-person stalking. <laughs> We're so lazy. <laughs> I really want to get out and follow her around. Uh, uh, I could just do it online. Yeah. The theme song for Friends was originally going to be Shiny Happy People by R.E.M. Oh. But they decided not to give the show the rights. Oops. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't realize this. The producers of Friends had their musical director write a new theme song, and they brought in the band the Rembrandts to perform it. Okay. So obviously the producers own the rights to the song, so the Rembrandts probably just got paid a one-time fee. You for think? Performing. Yeah, because if you own the rights, that's where you make the money. Right. right. Well, I, w- I wonder, though, if the Rembrandts got to include that like on their album, though. Right, but still, right. any writing credits would go to the yeah. not them. Well, but they would still get an album sale on that. Yeah, oh, a lot they, of people buying that whole album yeah. just for that song. Right, because in the at the time, that's what you had to do. But if you remember with Bare Naked Ladies and the theme song to the Big Bang Theory, yes, they wrote and owned it. Right, and they made more money off of that one song because of the Big Bang Theory in the eleven years it ran than any other song or album they ever sold. Really, yeah. And it was written by, what was his name in the band? Stephen Page or uh, Ed Robinson? Ed, Ro- Ed wrote it while standing, came up with it while standing in the shower. Had yeah. it figured out in like 15 minutes. Of course. If I would just stop masturbating in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and write a song. Yeah, the only song you come up with is called Shower Babies. I don't know why. And nobody wants to hear that. No. At least 26 of the 36 missing children featured in the three music videos for Soul Asylum's Runaway Train have been found. It was so good they updated it uh, in the 2000s, I wow. believe, in order to, to re-up and, and renew the faces that were on that because hmm. it worked. Very impressive. Um, speaking of missing people, there's another documentary, a woman on the side of the road or girl on the side of the road, a Netflix documentary I watched. Strangest, weirdest crime story you've ever heard. Oh, really? It's a one, like an hour and a half. It's a one-off. Bizarre. I, I gotta tell you, like, I love the, the Netflix documentaries and watch a lot of them tend to be around serial killers and crimes and, right. and, and that stuff, which is a bit dark. So the one time I watched one that wasn't about that, mm. uh, Adrian and I sat down the other day and we watched some dude who like figured out the algorithm for the prices right. Oh, really? And it was, and, and so he could guess like the prize. Yeah. He, it wasn't, it wasn't really an algorithm. He just basically kept a spreadsheet and remembered it and he'd keep going all the time and to get it, to guess it right. This is one of the most boring documentaries. <laughs> like, like uh, the stretch to make this guy interesting. He's like a math teacher. Right. And not at all entertaining wow. or interesting. But all you wanted to know was, what, what the hell is this about? Did he win something on The Price is Right? That's he was funny. on it once. That's funny. Did he win? Yeah. 
And now, how many stars did, did it, the Netflix uh, give it? I know? don't. I well, I didn't even look. Yeah. I don't know, but I would give it. I'd go one star right away. <laughs> you know how that's how we do things. If we don't like it, it's yeah. one star. One star. But I like. I had to fast forward through parts of it. Wow. Because they had to stretch this to make it an like ah, what a forty five hour long. That's that's a shame. I I just love documentaries. I could watch them endlessly. Um. This is a sad stat. More men commit suicide than women in every single country in the world. Hmm. Eh, sad. Mike Tyson only got $50,000 from Nintendo for Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Really? That was a big was game. Yeah. yeah. Sold well. Huge. Huh. Candy canes were invented in 1670 in Germany to help kids keep quiet in church. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the tops are curved so they look like a shepherd's staff. I'm surprised they taste good then. You Do know you like I mean? candy canes? Well, they're all right, but yeah. I, I, you know, if it was, well, I guess it was for designed for children and to keep them occupied, they had to make them taste good. Yeah. I never really liked them. Although I like a candy cane martini. That's oh, okay. Sure. Nathan Lane, Steve Buscemi, and David Allen Greer all auditioned to be George on Seinfeld. Really? I knew about uh, Buscemi. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd heard about Nathan Lane, which makes sense. If you look at him, he looks a lot like Jason Alexander, right, too. Right, right. But, of course, they were looking for a Larry David character when they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know about David Allen Greer. That would have been something. Different, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think what Jason Alexander said, he was... You know, when he went to read for it, he had no idea. Oh, really? What, like, there were no notes as to what this guy was about. And he didn't get it until, like, a, into the first season when he was talking to Larry David about it. Did he realize, this is Larry David? I'm you. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Coffee loses 70%, 70% of its flavor within two minutes of being brewed. Holy cow. Yeah. That's why you see Timmy's always got another pot on it. They got it with a grease pencil <laughs> the time it was made. What it means is by the time you get to the drive-thru, your coffee's already <laughs> lost its flavor. Scrap. Yeah. Um, the three largest employers in the world are the U.S. Department of Defense, the Chinese military, and Walmart. <laughs> hmm. And uh, warthogs. Warthogs don't actually have warts. Their warts are really just tough, protective skin to help cushion the blows during a fight. Huh. A study found the only reason woodpeckers don't get concussions is because their brains are so small and light. They don't bounce around in their skull as much. Okay. Well, there's something a woodpecker and I have in common. I I just heard this clip from Tom Brady. Take a listen to this. And another reason why I cannot stand this man. We have people that clean for us. We have people that make our food. We have people that drive Mm -hmm. us to the airport if we need that. You know, we get off a plane and there's people waiting there for us. And we get ushered in. And it's just, that's my kid's reality, which is the hard part to say, guys, this is not the way reality really is. Oh, (laughs) boo-hoo. Shut up, Tom. Well, you know what you can do as a parent? Show them reality. Maybe cook a meal. Maybe clean yourself. Right. Maybe get yourself to the airport. Uh-huh. You know, try that, maybe. Well, and those kids will probably never, ever have to, right? Oh. Yeah, like, the one thing to say, uh, well, maybe clean your own room, but then the, the, at what point in their life will they ever have to clean their room? Well, and I know it's a clip probably taken out of context. It could have been a whole bigger conversation. Right. Of course, I understand. But really, like, sometimes bite your lip. Mm. Sometimes just shut up. How can you... 
expect if I don't know what he was looking for. I don't know where that conversation was going or came from. But if there's some kind of like woes is me or boo hoo, right? Shut up. Again, you know, you're, you're right. It's a snippet of it. You don't know what the full conversation was about. And you know, I would say on a smaller scale, there's probably a lot of people. I, I know I've done this, gone through this with my kids too. It's when you know, like when they when they don't clean it up after themselves, mm-hmm. and we just end up doing it to avoid the argument, right? Right. Or you know, when you look at like when I have the argument with them about being spoiled and the, right. the hockey that we play, the golf that we play, all of this stuff. And there's a lot of, a lot of conveniences that they're afforded based mm. on, you know, what we do uh, that, you know, not everyone gets to have it that way. Right. Yeah. Look, you know, their life I'm sure is just, you know, exponentially different. Yeah. And with kids, like now that mine are growing, you know, they had some, some things granted to them through my work that other children didn't get. And not to crazy extremes, but there was some things here and there along the way. Yeah. They, to this day, I don't know that they acknowledge, like, I don't, I never expected them to fawn over me or thank me for it because mm. we're giving it to them. Right. They didn't ask for it. You know, if they get an upgrade on a flight or they get a free meal or they something, they get to go on to something before everybody else. That's, right. you know, I never, ex- it's kind of like that thing about you I don't expect me. a thanks for it, but I, I, I want them to appreciate. Yeah. Right. Or learn to appreciate some bonuses that can be earned in life. I right? don't think they ever will, though, unless they see another life. Yeah. I mean, if if your whole world fell apart. And none of that was possible. The hockey, the golf, yeah. any of it. And then they would see. They would see. But they never really do. Right. You know. And I don't know. I try to point it out to them in every possible scenario. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, David, I remember David once saying to us, you know, I'm, I'm able to travel the world and I went to university because you guys have been so helpful. And I think as they get older... Even if they don't say it and they start to have to take care of their own life, they do appreciate. Right. Yeah, you, know, you look back growing up in the life you had with your parents. At the time, it was just your life. Uh-huh. You were going on trips and going all over the place and doing things. And it was just like, well, that's just how I live. Yep. You don't really appreciate it till you're much older. Right. Well, but being able to appreciate it at some point, right? right? Like, I don't know if Tom Brady's kids will ever no, appreciate. No, they won't. Right. Oh, God, that man annoys me. Donald Trump's first wife, Ivana, died yesterday at her home yes. in New York City. Seventy-three yes. years old. Of course, Ivana and Donald were married in seventy-seven. They had the three kids: Don Jr., Ivanka, and Eric. Although neither of them want to claim Eric. Uh, they divorced in ninety-two. That's because Donald, the class act that he was, was having an affair with Marla Maples, who became his second wife. And then, of course, they had Tiffany uh, together. And then she, uh, and then he went on to marry uh, Melania. And I guess they had a border. What's his name? Brooklyn? Uh, 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 no, no, no. Something like that. Yeah. No, it, uh, you, it doesn't matter. Caught me there. Yeah. Hang on. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, Ivana passing away. Melania Trump saying she's jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Donald blaming Antifa and the Democrats. 
Um, I, I will say this. I, I saw the statement uh, that uh, Donald Trump released, and uh, he had posted it to his true social, and I thought it was uh, very well written. I, I'm very saddened, he said, to inform all of those that loved her, of which there are many, that Ivana Trump has passed away at her home in New York City. Uh, she was a wonderful, beautiful, and amazing woman who led a great and inspirational life. Her pride and joy were her three children, Donald Jr., Ivanka, and Eric. She was so proud of them, as we are also proud of her. Rest in peace, Ivana. Very nice statement. Mm. Um, the only problem is right below it had a uh, link to donate to his cause to save America. Yeah, well, that's his, <laughs> and his campaign. Off. So in the middle of making a, a heartfelt statement uh, and a, an obituary to his uh, ex-wife, he also tried to fundraise uh, as a part of it. Baron, by the way, is the name of his yeah, son. Yeah, Baron's the boy, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to say he didn't even write that himself. <laughs> it's possible. Somebody wrote it for him. He doesn't have it in him. Uh, Bill Gates. Now, here's a, this is great. You know, so many people uh, believe that he's like the devil and somehow. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, with vaccines and stuff, he's putting chips into all of us. But um, here's what Bill had to say recently. He's uh, donating $20 billion to his foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And uh, he says, as I look to the future, I plan to give virtually all of my wealth to the foundation. I will move down and eventually off the list of the world's richest people. I have an obligation to return my resources to society in ways that have the greatest impact for reducing suffering and improving lives. And I hope others in positions of great wealth and privilege will step up in this moment as well. It's something that I think Warren Buffett started, right? Like he, he said, like once you reach that level of, of multi, multi billionaire, mm. you've got more than your entire family needs. Uh, and so, you know, uh, when you die, like half of the, the estate tax takes right. so much of it that just goes to the government for them to, you know, do whatever the hell they want to do yeah. with that. You know, he said instead, and he was trying to encourage others. I think a bunch had signed on, including Bill Gates and Oprah and others that, that, that to give and donate your, your fortune away before you pass away. Yeah. On one hand, you have Bill Gates giving it all away. On the other hand, you have Donald trying to take it from the people who still need it the most. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.